When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These are the Keishi Tapes. Uman and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Keishi, the longest-running rock station in the country. I'm John Hewlett, there's Favaz, and we have another Keishi Tape episode ready for you. This is episode 85, and today it's an interview I did back in about 2007, so 13 years ago, with Phil Collin of Def Leppard. On the telephone, they were getting ready to put out a, an album. Yeah, um, I, I love Def Leppard. I still do to oh, this yeah. day. I still think they sound great in concert. Um, and Phil Collins stepped in right at the right time, stepped in uh, when they made Pyromania. And um, he has been the guitar player since that record and moving forward. So he's been in the band a long time. Yes, he has you know? been. And he takes really good care of himself. Yes, he does. Wow. I mean, he's got a, like a statuesque type body, man. He's just ripped, that dude. Ripped is the he's... exact word I was going to say. It's amazing. So. so here we go. Let's uh, see what uh, happened back in 2007 with Phil Collin of Def Leppard. Hey, with me here on KC95 now is guitar player Phil Collin of Def Leppard. We'll be seeing you guys here on July the 4th. Hey, you're going to celebrate the birthday of our, birthday of our nation and our city here. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm not even from your country, so <laughs> why'd you bring that what? up? <laughs> Sounds like fun. Yes, uh, tell, tell us about how things are going for Def Leppard right now. Uh, we're in the studio doing a new album um, in Dublin. Um, album's going to be out probably March next year, we think. You know, we're, we're getting there, but it's not going to be ready for the tour. So, you know, we kick off uh, this tour um, June the 27th. And the the name of the new album, anybody have any ideas yet? Well, not re- I mean, we, we kind of wrote the, the songs on the last tour, some of them, uh, and, and we had this little room called the Sparkle Lounge. So I think we're going to be calling it something to do, that's the working title, I think, to do with the Sparkle Lounge. <laughs> Songs from the Sparkle Lounge, I think. So, um, <laughs> I can't remember something like that. Did, did the Sparkle Lounge ever come out as an album? Yeah, I, yeah. And it was okay. called Songs from the Sparkle, Sparkle Lounge. Lounge. So, yeah, there you go. 2008, so, I believe. So he gave us a scoop back then. Yeah, wow. wow. What, That's it for now. what brought that about? Um, we, we used to have a little rehearsal room, you know, a little practice amps and a little drum kit, and the, and the crew used to put like fairy lights up and Christmas lights and it would just the Sparkle Lounge, just, just what it became, really. <laughs> Well, very good. We're speaking with Phil Collin of Def Leppard. Phil, uh, you talked about the the last tour. That's the one you you went on with Journey, right. and and ticket sales for that tour were fantastic. And and you, of course, you came through to St. Louis. It was a sold out show of all the the shows that we had at the outdoor venue uh, last year. I think yours might have been the only one, if not the only one, one of the few that sold out so far in advance. People just love seeing you guys. Yeah, and, and it's fantastic. You know, we're, we're definitely not complaining. That that tour was. I guess that really wasn't a question, but uh, it was a statement, John. A statement, yes, mm-hmm. on your part. And it borderlined on a opinion. <laughs> so no room for that in uh, the Casey tapes. No, it was amazing. You know, the whole journey, guys. Uh, we got on so well with them. It was just like one big band. You know, it was, uh, just so much fun. So uh, that's one of the reasons we're going out again this year because. Uh, you got to keep doing it, you know, and we love touring anyway, so. And this year you're going out with Sticks. Yeah, Sticks and, and Foreigner. So, um, yeah, it'll be fun. We have, we've never toured with any of those guys before, so uh, we're 
see how that goes. I'm sure it'd be fun. How, how do you decide who does who plays when and all that? Um, it doesn't really matter. As long as we go on last, it's like they, they let them two decide who plays <laughs> first. So that, that's really, really what it is on this one. So um, I think they may be flip-flopping. I'm not, not really sure yet. So Def Leppard, every time they come, they come with somebody that's really good. That, that supports them. And, you know, the Sticks and Foreigner right there, they were Journey before. They're supposed to play this big stadium tour with Motley Crue and mm-hmm. Poison and Joan Jett. Whoever, you know, whoever they have with them is always good. And I know Tesla has been with them a couple times. Mm-hmm. So, And you're talking about a band here. Uh, they got a great sound, don't get me wrong. But as far as, like, the one iconic individual person that a lot of times carries bands of superstardom, like Bono and Mick Jagger and mm-hmm. people like that, they don't have that. They don't. And yet they're still able to, you know, do what they're doing, and that is get big crowds to come to their concerts. Right. But again, they're smart, too. They don't just do it, try to do it alone. Because I don't think alone right. they could do what they're doing right. with Motley Crue and these other bands that right. we're talking about. So. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, when you, when, you go, when you go to a Def Leppard show, there, there isn't a song you don't recognize because you guys had, have had so much success and so many great songs from all your great albums. Um, um, you joined the band in when? What year? Uh, 1982, hey. um, recording the Pyromania album. Yes, and, and that was the, I mean, even though they had some successful albums prior to that, Pyromania was the biggest, wouldn't you say? Now, when you join a band where you are, uh, you know, in effect, replacing a, a previous guitar player, what are some of the things, uh, the pitfalls maybe that you have to watch out for, the things you had to adjust to, to to be in the band? And then, here you, not only did you join them, but look how long you've been a part of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, not really. I mean, we, we were all pretty young, and so, so you just, you know, I just came in and done, done my thing. I, initially, I would, you know, Steve and, and Joe just phoned me up and said, look, can you just come down and help us. We, we've got rid of Pete Willis, the other guitar player. Can you just come down and play some guitar? Got rid of. He had an alcohol problem. Yeah. That was the interesting yep. term. Got mm-hmm. rid of. Got rid of. Solos on a new album. I said, yeah, sure. Come down, played some solos, played, played some more backing track stuff in my overdubs, done some bit of singing, went on, and then then we went on tour. And that was, that was it while I was in the band. Mm-hmm. So it was a really kind of smooth transition, really, because, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't realize I was actually in the band at first. I was just uh, helping out. How old are you now, Phil? I'll be 50 in December. That is amazing. Can I remember when you guys came on the scene? So he's 63 years old now. Wow. Still looks yeah. pretty damn good. Jeez. <laughs> looks better than you. I know. I'm going to start working on my abs. <laughs> Well, when they when the band first broke on the scene, they were all such young guys for for what they were accomplishing. It's just hard to believe that this many years have gone by, and and the band is still doing as great as it has. Because a lot of bands can't say that. Right now, we're, we're really fortunate. I think one of the things is that you know we stuck together and and we stick at it. You know, even when it when it wasn't so good. You know, we put albums out and they they kind of got a sucky reception and, and we, we toured and, and no one came uh, you keep at it and you, you keep um, you know keep the faith and it, and it comes around and that's really what happened with us and you've you got to keep writing new material that's the other thing you've got to be uh, aware of what's going on and you've got to keep the you know the vital energies flying I know it sounds uh, corny and stuff but you, you've really got to do it and I think that's really what's helped us Speaking with guitarist Phil Collin of Def Leppard yeah if you're not bringing in new stuff then, then you're not a, levy, a, a living breathing organism if you will you know absolutely 
Right. And, and and so when you when you record new, I brought science into it. See there, science. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, or radio stations used to do that too. Heyo, heyo. Oh, huh? Sorry. What? Music now, or you're writing new, new music, or you're, is it important to keep the Def Leppard sound, or will you try to adjust to whatever sound might be out there at a given time? Uh, for, for for instance, today's sound. Well, we've done that before, you know, and and I think there's there's an element of um, you you've got to be aware of what's around and what's happening. Like if you if you just completely ignored what's been happening for the last five years, you know, even like some of the younger bands, some of your Fallout Boys and. Just different things like, you know, Linkin Park and stuff like that. Some great music out there. You've got to be aware of that. And you've got to take different bits on the video. I don't think you should try and copy that. You can use it as a, an example or use a little influence as it. But um, the album we're doing right now, it's, um, it's, very, it's very much a rock album. You know, we haven't got any ballads on it. Uh, but it's not a, a metal album by a long shot. It's just a lot of fun. And there's some really exciting stuff. And there's a few experimental things. And other stuff just sounds like, uh, you know, a really kind of lean down kind of hungry rock version of Def Leppard and that, that, that's really you know what we, we're trying to do on this record it's actually really exciting mm-hmm. they got, you know he's got you got him with the washboard abs I'm thinking of others <laughs> Steve Walsh of Kansas had the same thing Roger Daltrey yeah. Uh, maybe that's something we need to do uh, on the air here someday soon. Uh, who, I've given what, up that what, hope a long what, time what, ago. What <laughs> rock star had the best washboard abs? Oh, I thought you were talking about me and you. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd have to think about that. I got wash basin abs. Yes, I, I don't know what... Rounded. I, no, not that I'm a tubby, but no. that, you, you, you really have to work hard. As Joe Perry said to me, you have to do pushaways. I was like, pushaways? He said, push away from the table. <laughs> You're born and raised in, in Europe. Uh, you guys tour all over the world. Are there any... Probably got bad teeth and big ears. <laughs> areas of the world you prefer? I left that out of the question. Yes, you did. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you know, rock music comes from America. It's, it's part of American culture. So when you when you play in the States, people actually get it. You know, it's um, it's something we've we've been kind of raised on, really. You know, it's, it's why a lot of English artists actually sing with American accents. You know, they, they learn stuff from listening to whoever it was, you know, Beach Boys, even the Beatles and stuff, you know, they would they would hear the Beach Boys and Elvis and the Stones, you know, actually Mick Jagger always sung with an American accent. And I think that's, you know, when you come back home to, to, the, to the home of, of rock Did you say Mick Jagger has an American accent? When he sings? Oh. Maybe. I was just thinking of uh, Washboard Abs again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what about the Chili Peppers? Oh, Anthony yeah, yeah. Keyes. Oh, yeah, Anthony Keyes. Yeah, yeah, he had them. Yeah, he did. I don't know Is if he has got them now, but yeah. he had them We're speaking with Phil Collin of Def Leppard, and Phil has been talking a little bit here about the upcoming album they're working on right now. But, of course, the two-disc Rock of Ages, the definitive collection, that was released in 2005. And then uh, you had Yeah in 2006. Uh, that's a collection of, of covers. You guys did a great job on all those songs. I I, I, please, I mean, I, don't take this as a cut down or anything. I was surprised. I guess maybe because, you know, you get the sound of a band in your head, and you get an image or something in a band in your head, and, and you don't think that they're necessarily capable of doing the, a, a cover of a certain band that might not be in their genre, but you guys pulled it off. No, thanks. I mean, we grew up on a lot of those songs, so they were, they were kind of very... I don't mean to be a jerk here, but, uh, to be, but I'm going to be a jerk. Yeah, I'm going to be a and jerk. And hopefully you won't take it as me being a jerk. Right, don't embarrass yourself of me being a jerk. <laughs> Answer the question. Our DNA, you know, it's, it's like you know the word. 
words and, and you didn't even realize you know all the words. It was kind of <laughs> there's interest in that. Well, Phil, thanks for being with us here on KC95. You know, Casey's been with you guys from day one. I know. You know, I found the T-shirt about uh, two months ago. I was in, in my old house in London in the attic and, and found the old shirt from, like, 1983. So, yeah. Do you wear it once in a while? Or is that... <laughs> no, I've got this really cool trunk. Oh. And it's got all these kind of 80s T-shirts and uh-huh. stuff. Like, you know, when everyone sees them, they go, oh, look, can I have that? You know, there's some really cool stuff in there. Well, good. We're glad Casey's a part of that, and we're glad you've chosen uh, St. Louis as a city uh, that, that uh, you guys will play live on July 4th with Foreigner and Sticks. It's going to be a great summertime show. It really is. Thank you. Thank Look you, Phil. Phil Collin yeah. of Def Leppard. Huh. There you go. Got a Casey t-shirt in his trunk in the attic of his home in England. I'll never forget uh, Rob Halford saying the same thing to me when he saw that I had the Blodwin pig, you know, the Casey yeah. sweet meat. He said, Casey, the shit. You know, they, they all know Blodwin Pig because Blodwin Pig was a British band, yeah, weren't yeah. they? Th- Maybe that's what they. I don't remember now. Re, uh, yeah. You know, remember. I don't know. It's just uh, really cool. Yeah. And, you know, we got photos of uh, Steve Perry wearing a Casey cap mm-hmm. at some event. Uh, oh, oh, um, the lead singer of REM, Michael Stipe, when he was that's right. in Collinsville. He's wearing a, they got a picture of him wearing a Casey cap. And, no, wait. Yeah, no, was a, he, was, he was he was at the uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show yes. at the Tivoli before he was anybody, and he was wearing a Casey shirt. That's right. That yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. There you go. Episode 85 of the Casey Tapes. I'm John Hewlett. You can follow me on Twitter at STLU Man, and on Instagram, I'm Johnny Hewlett. And you can find me here or find me on the radio at Casey 95. Or go to KC95.com. He's You'll find here. both of us. But I'm here right now. Yeah. He's right. here, there, and everywhere. Okay. See you later. AMF. Bye. The KC Tapes with you, man, and Favaz. For more on the history of KC, go to KC95.com or the KC mobile app.